How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another broadcast of the Goof Norton Radio Show. It is your Wednesday show. I decided to do an episode today because I'm like, um, I can I can split it up, take care of some things. You know, I got a slightly different schedule at work, so you know we're trying some new things and trying to fit stuff in where I can. So um, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing this stuff now. I'm glad you guys could join me. I'm happy to be here. I uh, was listening to some some um some Barry White interviews uh cuz you guys know cuz you guys know that that's my that's one of my inspirations for when it comes to music um and I you know I just like to like to hear the guy talk because you know you hear him sing all the time whatnot but I like to hear what his thoughts are um on, on certain things and what his you know perspectives are and it's interesting like the guy was very insightful very wise um through his whole career like, he, he's a guy who um, did not, you know, let the riches get to him because sometimes for some people in the in the music industry, in, the, in that industry, once you get a taste of that success, some people go nuts and that and it consumes them and that becomes them. You know, it's not them ruling over money. Right. They don't they don't. It's not they own money. Money owns them. And money controls them. And that is a very dangerous thing because money is just a tool. Money is supposed to be just a tool while we're here. It's not supposed to be all that you're about because money comes and goes, especially in this economy today. Like money comes and goes. You can be rich, you know, today and and wake up tomorrow poor or vice versa. You could go to bed today poor and wake up tomorrow rich. There's so many different factors and whatnot. And the music industry is one of those industries where that happens. I think music industry, the music industry is probably one of the few industries in the world where a, a, a person can go to bed poor, wake up tomorrow rich, famous, you know, tons of attention. That can happen overnight. Literally, quite literally, it can happen overnight, you know. Um, and for some people... It can uh, it really change their lives, you know. So I, I, I'm always that's you know especially when it comes to doing music, like you you never want to be about the money. You want to be about the music. Always about the music. The music first. I'd say the money last. You know. Because you want to make sure, especially when you're creating music, you're creating something that's personal. You're creating something that's real. You're not creating some superficial image in your in the people's brains about how to live life and whatnot. Because what Barry created in, in his music was real. That's how he really talked to his ladies. Or his lady, I should say. He's been married twice in his life. Um, so, he wasn't some, he wasn't, he wasn't some uh, player in his, in his career years um before that he will he, he's openly admitted before as you know as a kid as a teenager because he's had his because if anybody who knows barry white's voice he's had that voice since he was 14 years old he's told that story across multiple interviews woke up for one day you know well you know during his is his 14th year on this on this earth and he had that voice his voice just dropped um and uh, pu- like puberty hit him like like a freaking brick wall. <laughs> it's just, and he and he had that voice. And so you know, while he was young, yeah, he did 
he did what any young guy would do who had a who had a voice like that that would um you know that would that would be admired by the ladies and you know made fun of by the guys I'm like he used that to his advantage but at some point he put away childish things and became a man and you know had a wife he's got tons of kids still living on this planet but that was that only you know were born through his marriages so um I just had to kind of clear that up because I'm like he's not because there are plenty of artists like like somebody like Teddy Pentagrass and all these other uh, R&B artists and soul music creators that took advantage of the fact that they had that draw and would take home people from the crowds. Barry wasn't that guy. He was not that guy. He was disciplined uh, in that part of his life. Very disciplined and very respectful of, of the women in his audience. So he would not take advantage of them like that. Um, but the way, but if you, anybody who's heard the songs before, like that's the way he would talk to, to, you know, that's the way he would actually talk, you know, that's the way he would actually talk to whoever, you know, he was, he was married with at the time, you know, that's how he would talk. He wouldn't speak in disrespectful tones, wouldn't call her outside of her name, like a derogatory term and whatnot, you know, no, no, no. He would always speak to them with love and, and, and kindness and, and, and patience and, you know, and was, he was genuine and that's the way, and that's the image that, you know, is portrayed in the music. Somebody who is understanding and patient and very loving and very genuine, um, with how they, you know, interact with you, how they talk to you. And I'm like, that's, 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 you know, that's what's so good about the music. That's what I like. It's a genuine image, um, and a genuine good thing. A lot of these artists today, a lot of these, you know, people making music today, you know, granted, some of these guys aren't writing their lyrics, you know, everything's being done for them. Um, and all they're doing is just singing the words or rapping the words and that's it. They, they, they go home. That's their job. That's their part. They don't, they're not really involved in producing or engineering or anything else other than just being a singer or a rapper. And they're, you know, putting these lyrics out there. Um, we're just going along with this stuff that isn't, that's not real. That's not real. You know. And I, I, I don't appreciate that. You know, I don't mind artists taking a look, a hard look and giving a, a real take on reality. Like somebody like Marvin Gaye like Tupac did with his song, um, keep your head up and, and changes and dear mama. Like those are real songs that talked about some real situations. Uh, Marvin Gaye with, uh, mercy, mercy me and what's going on. Like those two songs, especially like it addressed some real issues, still issues that are still going on to this day. You know, same thing with Tupac. Those, those things haven't really changed all that much. So you know, that's why you know, I care so much about some of the old music because it's still relevant. Barry's, Barry White's messages about love are still very much relevant because love doesn't go out of style. Love is not, love does not go out of fashion. It does not. Love is the one thing that's been consistent throughout the ages. 
because it's always there no matter how hard you try to fight it. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be there waiting for you whenever you get done being stubborn, whenever you get done being angry, whenever you get done, you know, doing what you do, even while you're doing that, even while you, because love is present when you're, when you're angry, love is present when you're stubborn, love is present when you're sad, when you're feeling alone, love is there, it always will be, it always has been, and it's a powerful force that connects us all, and some people neglect that power so much, so much, and so often, too often, in fact, um, but let me getting to my my main point. The the interviewer um, asked Barry if um, you know something you know something like ever really made him cry um, because you know I think Barry mentioned it in like one of his as an answer to like the the previous question that he had asked um, about because he asked about growing up and whatnot. Oh, about his father, because his father wasn't really... His father was there, but not there, you know. He's one of those occasional pop-in, whenever kind of dads. Um, oh, yeah, because he was... Cause, yeah, because he was saying he was glad, you know, that he wasn't really there, because he probably would have broken his spirit, you know, about music and about love and all these ideals, because his father's philosophies were... You know, he was, he was one of those guys that grew up being like, nah, you're not supposed to cry. Yeah, bring it, bring it at full circle. Yeah, you know, it's, but it's like, and you know, Barry, of course, replied, but like, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely okay to um, cry. It's okay for a guy to, to cry. You know, in fact, it makes you stronger. The fact that you don't feel any shame whatsoever when you, when you cry, that, that's a powerful thing. A man who can fully express his emotions, obviously, you know, safely, um, without hurting others physically or mentally like right if you're angry you're not just lashing out at someone um you're not acting recklessly but a man who is in control of his emotions and can you know express those things is a very powerful man i'd say very powerful cuz that's not someone who keeps things bottled up and that's someone who's level headed You know, um, and so he, yeah, so the interviewer asked, hey, like, is there, is there anything that, you know, that makes you cry? Um, and the interviewer had, had met, you know, given, gave an example, like, um, he said, uh, like, like for me, you know, like, like it's, uh, like I've got so much to give, which is one of Barry's first songs on his first album that he released, um, which I have, I have the physical copy of the record. Uh, it was, it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. And, um, and I, I want to know, yeah, is there anything that makes you guys cry? Or I should say, I want to ask, is there any, have you guys ever cried to a song before? Not because of the situation you were in. Like you're like, you just went through a breakup and you're listening to music and you, you crying, but you're mostly crying because of the breakup, not because of the music, but have you just been listening to music and it has made you cry? Like you were listening to music and whatnot, doing your thing, and you just started tearing up and crying. 
because uh, that's how I, for me, that was also, I, I've got so much to give. I used to, man, I can still remember how I felt when I first heard this, the song, because the song is very beautiful. It really is. It truly is a masterpiece of a song. Um, and if you ever get a chance to listen to it, sit down and listen to it, I suggest you would. Um, it, it honestly is, it's amazing. You know, I'm a guy who, who likes songs about love, you know, honest songs about love. And I like songs like that blow me away because Barry is, it was raised and he grew up with different kinds of music as well, grounded in gospel, but he's, he, his mother, um, knew classical, you know, he, he got into jazz Latin, you know, pop, R&B, soul, all those different genres of music, rock and roll, you know, he knows all those different genres of music, and he's used all the elements included in his music before, you know, he's done Latin, he's done songs, you know, based off of Latin jazz or Latin pop, you know, um, had a couple of songs like that, actually, because he, you know, he appeals to those audiences, like more so than you know here in the U.S. he's appeal he's appealed to people in in Europe, in um, uh, in South America, you know, in Africa, in Asia, and that was you know that's amazing, absolutely amazing. And you know he if you've ever if you guys know if you the ones the older ones out there who do know. You know, the string arrangements in his songs are absolutely phenomenal, always. The use of... Basically, he has an orchestra, like the Love Unlimited Orchestra. But the use of that orchestra and all the instruments that are included, French horns, harps, you know, violins, violas, cellos, the strings, the horns, all the horns, it's absolutely amazing, mind-blowing. He's used, har he's used harpsichords before, he's used, you know, regular piano, keyboards, you know, all kinds of guitars... Um, and, 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 you know, electric bass, uh, man, like this is, the music is phenomenal and all different kinds of percussion as well. The music was, is wonderful, but I, I listened to that song and, and I had listened to that song over and over and I still do like, it's still, it's, it's, I, it's probably, if not, um, my top favorite, it is one of my favorites and it's in the top, top three, I would say of my all time favorite songs to listen to, um, because it just holds so much weight, and it really, you know, and I really connect with that song a lot, I really do, I really feel that song a lot, um, it really is just, it's written phenomenal, phenomenally, I don't know if that's actually a word, but it's written so, so, so good. And I don't think I could have, I couldn't have, like, in my mind, reworded it or made it better in any way. Um, it, it clearly expresses its point, and it doesn't, and it addresses love in such an elegant way. Um, and it addresses, and it, like, it just, ah, oh, it's just a really, really good song. It really is. At the end of the day, it's just a really, really good song to listen to. If you get a chance to listen to it, listen to it. All right? 
do me that favor. Listen to the song, and um, hopefully on this episode I can actually remember to put a question <laughs> because I think I forgot to put one last time. And I and the only reason I didn't go back and fix that is because I completely forgot like what what question I asked. So for this one, you know, has a song made you cry? And again, not if you not like, oh, I went through a breakup and I listened to this song, it made me cry. Like you were already hurting because of the breakup. I mean, just in general, you were listening to a song um, and it made you cry. You know, because when I first heard uh, I've got so much to give, I wasn't in a relationship, you know. I had heard that song well before I was in a relationship. Um, And it, you know, it still meant so much to me and it actually made me cry because it's just the song was just beautiful. And there's a couple songs like that that would actually make me do that. Um, and that that's the fun part. Like that, that's, that's not the fun part. That's the funny part. Because I don't I don't cry very often. Um, just because of some past issues. Um, still kind of working through. Because uh, I think I told you guys the, the grandfather situation. My grandfather, you know, the whole situation with that and how that went. Um, some episodes back, I'm sure that's some years ago at this point, but you know, because of that, um, I've got issues, uh, with crying. I'm surprised for after all these years, I haven't like broken my tear ducts or anything, <laughs> you know? And, and that's one thing as, as Barry White said, I'm like, if we weren't meant to cry, then why were we equipped with, you know, with tear ducts with the ability to cry, you know? If we weren't meant to cry, we wouldn't be able to feel the feeling of sadness. Something that would make you want to cry. We'd be immune to that kind of stuff. We'd be like, ah, nah. Crying, what's that? I don't know what that is. All right. So we're going to take a break real quick. And I will be back to uh, continue on with the rest of the show. And welcome back to the uh, show. I, during the, during the break, I kind of had some, uh, obviously have some time to think about some stuff, and um, I was listening to the rest of the interview, and I found out that uh, Barry was actually one of the last people to talk to uh, Marvin Gaye before he was shot and killed. I believe he said, he, he said that they talked on Friday because um, Marvin Gaye was supposed to have an album produced by Barry White. And they were scheduled to meet, they talked on Friday, they were scheduled to meet Monday, but Marvin got shot on Sunday. Um, and that is, that's in, that's in, first of all, that's insanely tragic, you know. If you don't know about Marvin Gaye and him getting shot, I'd suggest you look up that story um, and look up the story of Marvin Gaye because it's an interesting one. Um, very influential person, you know, uh, but definitely an interesting story of, you know, a star, uh, who, uh, definitely had his fair share of struggles and whatnot, but that was, a uh, man, that was, that was kind of interesting. I'm like, dang, I'm like, really? He, he really was one of the last people to talk to him. Um, he even had like business, you know, with him the very next week. Monday, but that didn't happen. And he was over at, uh, and Marvin was over at uh, uh, Don Cornelius's house 
If you don't know who that is, Don Cornelius, I believe, is the guy who is the host and the creator of Soul Train, the show that used to be around, I believe, in the 70s and the 80s. It used to be around a while. Actually, was still there were, there were still episodes running when I was a kid. So um, I don't know. I don't think they were live. I don't think so. I doubt. But they were their episodes still running when I was a kid. Um, and that, to me, that was nice to be able to kind of grow up with that. But what would happen is basically it's a showcase of some of the best artists around during, you know, during those times, right? They come on the show, they sing in front of a live crowd, which dances, you know, they, they dance and whatnot. Um, and you'd have to, you know, watch episodes. I'm sure there are plenty of episodes available on YouTube for free because the show was, you know, old enough. It's not, not on the air anymore because I don't think it would honestly appeal to this audience anymore like to this to this today's you know generation anymore um plus i guess today's generation doesn't really watch tv as much uh you know there's usually a lot of well, cable tv i mean like netflix and hulu and, and and amazon prime and and all these other subscription services and uh, streaming services i should say you know exist and people watch those and it is um that pretty much takes up what uh, what we do today, or what we consume today, it's no longer, you know, uh, that, that, it's no longer really a time where we appreciate music and where we come together through music like we, like, like people did then. Uh, because that, honestly, I'd say more of, because, like, like soul music, soul music was born out of um, true hardship, like real, some real, uh, you know, hardship, uh, and Ray Charles, not Ray, yeah, yeah, Ray Charles being the father of that, being the creator, he brought soul to, you know, to the world, soul music, and, um, with that, you know, uh, came, came a lot of, came a lot of, uh, uh, just testaments, honestly, through through the music, of course, but a lot of testaments of, you know, hard times and what people were feeling, really feeling in their heart, hence, and in, in you know, in their heart and their soul, hence it being called soul music, um, and that, to me, is uh, is incredible, you know, and I and I wish we still you know appreciated music and respected music as much as we did then. Uh, you know, now, because back then when segregation was still a thing, um, you know, as it became, as it gained popularity, you know, more and more white people would start trying to, you know, come in where the, where the, where the, where the blacks were and whatnot. And, um, and soon it got big enough to the point where it started getting attention and local law enforcement had to come in. And what happened was at these like makeshift concerts, basically is what they were. Um, they would uh, have a like a little thin, basically it's a small rope to separate. You know, like those um, at the airport. Anybody who's ever been to the airport, if you know those, uh, those, oh my gosh, I don't know what they're freaking called. Ugh. But those dividers, those dividers that have, you know, just the, like the, the seatbelt type leather, the seatbelt type material that, you know, you connect between two poles, that stuff. I forget what the name of it is. Um, but those dividers, you have those dividers, basically, that 
that comparison is what I would say is dividing two sections, blacks, whites. Um, I should say colors. That's more time-specific, I guess. And sometimes, every now and then, some of the, you know a couple of some of the white people would sneak over to theirs to the to the other side because they saw what was you know saw that what was, whatever was over there was good because the music back then you know really got people jumping and moving and it started opening people up to more freedom of expression through dance you know if you look at old videos of people in 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 bars you like you look at um a lot of old footage of people uh colored people in bars dancing and whatnot you'll see some crazy dance moves and stuff some stuff that would kind of remind you of how people you know do stuff today it's like man because dancing is just you know just a body movement it's reacting to the music because music calls you music is supposed to you know connect us it calls our body it calls our bodies to move because it's so rhythmic because you know because of the rhythm because of the beat because of the groove you know and for me, you know, I appreciate instrumentals a lot because I don't need lyrics to, to really get down to a song and to really enjoy a song. Lyrics add on to it, right? Lyrics can add a specific meaning, but, you know, I, um, I prefer instrumentals. I really do. I prefer instrumentals to um, lyrical music. I love lyrical music, but I love instrumentals a little bit more. Um, so that is that is you know that's that. Man, you know I I, I remember as a kid having those those thoughts. You know what I'm famous for whatever I'm famous for as a kid. You know it's a football or golf or whatever at the time. I thought that I'd be famous for. I'd be like, man, what would I say in an interview? Um, if people ask me questions about my life and whatnot and um, and even about you know even about now like the music and such I'm like what would I actually say because sometimes it's a genuine question because I'm like what would I say if somebody asked me some questions because I don't I haven't been on somebody else's show in in a while I've been on other shows um, mostly with uh, DeBoss you guys know him by now some of you won't know because he hasn't been on the show in a while because we haven't been able to collaborate in a while because he's busy um, he's got his degree he's been in school and I've been working so I like to let people you know I like let people do their thing grow I could bug him all day long and he would he wouldn't really mind too much but because we like we like talking we like chatting um, uh, and I you know I miss the guy having him on the show he's you know fun to have uh, but I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think, yeah, I've never really been on somebody else's show for like the sake of interviews or whatnot <clears throat> and things like that. I just, you know, I do my own thing on this show and you know, I don't, I don't mind it. I kind of like it that way. You know, I'm not famous. I'm not really, you know, famous enough to warrant any interviews or warrant any like discussion over what I do and how I do it. But I genuinely, you know, um, sometimes I think about that stuff because it could happen. I'm not saying it couldn't. It's, it's not impossible. 
you know, because I'm sure there are people out there who are famous who were like, man, this is impossible. I'm never going to be famous for my music or never going to be famous for my, my talent, whatever I'm doing. And eventually at some point they did become famous. And it's like, oh, I can do this. I, I have the ability to make this happen, you know. So I don't, um, I don't ever put, put, put it in the realm of impossibilities. I always put it in the realm of like, oh, man, it, it could happen one day. If I, you know, am diligent and continue on, you know, and stay disciplined and don't lose focus and make sure it's purely for purpose and not for money. Like for purpose, purpose over profit, purpose over profit. If this is my purpose in life, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I'm going to do it for that purpose and I'm not going to be doing it for profit. I'm going to make sure I do it for purpose first. If profit happens to come because of, because I'm following my purpose, that's fine. I'm not going to, trust me, I ain't going to turn down that money. <laughs> as long as it doesn't, you know, require me to um, go against my own morals and or drop my morals completely, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sell out like that. I'm not going to sell my soul for, for, for some change. I don't care if it's a million dollars. I don't care if it's $400 million. I ain't selling my soul for, for some change. It's not worth it. Money is temporary. Money comes and goes. And people have done some horrible things for, for the sake of money. For the love of money, people have done some horrible things. I think that was a song by the OJs, is For the Love of Money. Um, and if you haven't listened to that song yet, you need to go listen to it. Because it's still relevant. Absolutely still relevant. And it's very present in our um, cast of celebrities, that our host of celebrities that we have, um, as well as politicians and anybody else who happens to have just money. Anybody who has money. It applies. It is relevant. For everybody who do has money, don't let money control you. You should be controlling the money. Uh, money can really do some terrible things to your mind and really warp you as a person. You know? And, you know, like I said before, like that is one of the things that kind of, you know, uh, makes me admire Barry because he didn't, he didn't let money control him. He controlled money. And he said that in an interview, I think it was on like American Bandstand or something like that, um, with, um, I don't know, I forgot the host's name, something, 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 but uh, he, he, it wasn't, you know, money wasn't everything, because money's not everything, money's just part of the, you know, part of the experience in life, it's part of the, it's one of those things, again, it's a tool, it is purely a tool. You know, and money is extremely valuable, and I and I in my opinion, it's it's probably only valuable when you really need something. Because outside of that, when you if, you if your needs are taken care of, money just can money is just the thing that can get you into trouble. You know, if my, if I got food, I got clothes, got a house, you know, got a car, I'm able to get gas too. Then outside of that, you know, money is just something that's extra. That's extra. I don't have to have any entertainment systems at home. I don't have to have, you know, an Xbox, a Switch, you know, oh, you know, any sort of entertainment. I don't have to. You know, stuff that's like electronic and whatnot. Um, but, you know, we do have that stuff, but it's not a necessity. We claim it as a necessity these days, but people can function without it. And people, plenty of people do function without it. You know, I think it's just one of those things. I think you guys can hear that. I'm sorry if you can hear that. Um, but I, 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 you know, I personally 
say that, oh man, it's not a necessity. And I admit that it's not a necessity. You know, sometimes when I'm just sitting down there and I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, this is not a necessity. I don't have to have this stuff. You know, I don't have to be doing the extra stuff that I do. I don't have to purchase the extra stuff. Like I have a, um, I told you guys, I think I recently got a hatchet and now I have a hatchet. I don't have to have that hatchet. I don't need it. I'm not a woodsman. I don't go out into the woods that often, often enough to, you know, use that. So it's just going to sit there, you know, wherever I put it for a while until I get a chance to use it. Um, but, you know, outside of, outside of taking care of the, you know, the necessities, money is more of a danger than it is a pleasure. It's a, it's a real, it's a real danger. Um, but it is honestly more valuable when you need it. It's less valuable when you don't need it because at that point, then you're like, oh, all my needs are taken care of. All my bills and stuff are cool, good to go. What am I, you know, what am I going to do with this money? And we usually spend it on something crazy. And a crazy, and you're, and crazy can go from different levels, right? You, your version of crazy might be just going out to eat all that week. That's crazy, right? Because if you've got food at home, what are you going out to eat for? Guilty, I'm guilty of this as well because I have money. Because <laughs> I've, ha- I've had money before. I've had plenty of money before. Um, and I act differently when I, you know, don't have money. And I've noticed that when I don't have money, I'm focused on making sure I have the necessities are taken care of. All that extra stuff, we, if you, you know, if you were poor, if you've ever been poor before, or you, you know, lived from paycheck to paycheck before, you understand, like, no, the necessities come first. And all that extra stuff can wait. You know, because I don't want to be, you know, out on the street homeless. I don't want to be without a car. I don't want to be, you know, without clothes um, and without, you know, food in my body. Because eating out does get expensive. You know, because with $10 of fast food, I can buy, you know, two, three days of worth of food for, for my uh, for my week instead of just one meal for 10 bucks. That only lasts me, you know, that, that what's, that's one meal out of the day. That's not like something I spread across a few days. That's just one meal. That's 10 bucks. You know, you may be like, well, where are you getting food from? I'm like, oh, well, anywhere. Food is, the prices of food have gone up, even at McDonald's. You know, yes, they have a dollar menu and whatnot. But how much of that stuff is really going to last? Um, I Like I told you guys, I used to make um, ramen and mix it with um, Campbell's Chunky Soup. That would last me a couple meals, you know, in the day. I can get enough, and I can get enough of that. I could get enough of that to last two or three days um, for about ten bucks, you know. That's a couple cans of soup. And ramen, the, the, the cheap ramen is a dollar. It's edible. It, you know, it's not like disgusting, it's, it's, but it's just cheap. Um, it's not really authentic. But it is, you know, it's college kid food, basically, is what people describe it as. Um, but, I, you know, I can have that and make, a, make some meals. That'll last me lunch and dinner. And that's, you know, for some people, that's what they survive on, lunch and dinner. They don't, they don't get to eat breakfast. Some people consider breakfast a luxury. And I find that to be kind of crazy, but that's how some people live, you know. Um, this episode has been all over the place. 
I just like I've just been thinking and just let sometimes I let my train of thought just go like that because well uh, sometimes it's fun sometimes it's fun just to let your mind go like that <laughs> so hope you guys are, were able to enjoy this uh, podcast I'm hoping to be back on a good schedule where I can you know entertain you guys some more and, and we can have some more fun and do more things I um, I'm just happy to be able to be back here I'm going to continue, you know, doing the gym streams and working on the music and such. Like, like I told you guys, you're getting, you're, you're going to get an album before this year ends. And I want to make sure it's good for you. So once we get that done and we, you know, get that completed, uh, you know, I don't know if I'll start working on another one after, I mean, I will after that, but not immediately. It's probably going to be a while. Um, so be aware of that so whenever whenever this next album comes out it may be a while before you get another one just like because you guys just got one earlier this year I think in January um, or February one of those two months and the last one before that was like four months before that four or five months before that uh, so I would uh, definitely not get your hopes up for getting two this year or sorry three this year but two definitely. And for, from, from the way things are going, I think it's, it's, it's going to be nice. You guys are going to hopefully enjoy this because um, I'm having fun with it. And I'm actually feeling inspired again. I'm actually feeling awake and just alive again and, you know, ready to do the thing. So um, be ready. That's all I have to say. Be ready because I will be, I'll be coming at you full strength. So. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. Remember that love is patient, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace.